We know so little about the Keyblade War. Only that it was just the beginning. Amidst that crisis, a precious light was found. It is a curious tale, and one worth exploring. chapter and today we're having uh, a cozy sit by the fire and pull out your uh, your ancient tome and we're gonna read a lot so yeah you love yeah, to see it that's exciting <laughs> so you could actually follow along at home kids um, so got something uh, yeah, today we're going mm -hmm. to be talking about, as we've done in Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 before it, um, it's our little lore episode where we talk about the Xehanort reports, as they were in Birth by Sleep, and also the Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep Ultimania Nemora Interviewa. So, we're gonna get into all sorts of secrets and tidbits and fun facts and head scratchers mm -hmm. and more in <laughs> today's discussion so some things more recognizable than others yeah um so yeah a lot of this will cover stuff that either we've already covered before or just really obvious so you know we'll we'll pick out the the juicy morsels as they come but yeah figure mm -hmm. we should at least go through all the reports uh in full yes. so yeah why don't we do that shall we as soon as this ad for paramount plus closes on the kingdom hearts wiki uh paramount <laughs> plus is not a sponsor this episode uh, but we, we love the cage wiki very much um as yes. i was funny because i was looking into the other reports because uh, well, obviously last time we did this it was it was days which is kind of the outlier it's just like Roxas secret it's no Roxas has his diary and then this is the B track of like the hidden report for each day basically so there's a big chungy wongy amount we just kind of picked out the ones that we liked right uh, then I was like I was like yeah because there's there are ansom reports in one there's secret ansom reports in two yep. and then three they'll there'll be secret reports again oh, so i guess this is the one gosh. time they're xehanort's reports right and then i was I, I, out of pure curiosity i was like are there 13 every time except for days and in mm. fact there are 13 every time yeah except for days i Love guess this one's nice motif 
Yeah. I guess, yeah, yeah. It starts with Xehanort's letter, which is right. what Ven, Ven gets, like, at the start of the game. Well, he gets it, but it's, like, written right before uh, Xehanort shows up to the start of the, the literal game. And the rest are, like, actual regular Ansem secret reports where they kind of detail his whole sh- connivance in the background. Yeah, he, um... What can you say? He's just got journaling in his blood across every form and every incarnation. <laughs> He's just always writing Truly. his thoughts in his little candlelit desk at night. Because he has no one to <laughs> share them with because he doesn't have any friends. Um, exactly. But when's we the... appreciate it because it gives us yeah. more to talk about. Yeah, when's, when's the Xehanort book tour? Yeah, I mean, maybe that's why he was trying to get the uh, the Eternal Youth, so he could cash in on all those royalties <laughs> and, yeah, kick off his world tour. Maybe, yeah, I kick maybe, off this book tour! Maybe he was... Maybe he just wanted to write the next great American novel, but it just never panned <laughs> out. And so he turned to darkness instead. Who knows? That, that's... I think that's his true origin. Yeah, I think that's what Dark Rose is all about. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's find out, shall we? So, yeah, <clears throat> we're gonna do a little bit of spirit reading today, where I read one, Ooh. and then Marshall reads one, and then we alternate. And I'm gonna spare the Zaynord impression just to save my voice for the rest of this episode, but. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I might indulge just a teeny bit here in this first one, just because, I mean, you, you just can't resist it. It's just too much fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we begin with Zaynot's letter, which Ventus gets after leaving the land of departure. So, yeah, this is the weird outlier where it's not really a report, it's him directly talking to Ericus. Um, mm. But. Yeah, without further ado. <coughs> me, 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 me. <coughs> Please accept my deepest gratitude for the invitation to witness your pupil's accession to the office of true Keyblade Master. It was a heavy mantle our master, with a capital M, placed upon your mm. shoulders, naming you Successor, capital S, but you have nonetheless persevered and raised two masters yourself. I knew it cannot have been easy. <clears throat> Alright, and then we're going to go back to regular voice. So. <laughs> Why did you terrible... He was here for a hot sec. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you terrible harm in the past over a petty difference in opinion, and just a few years ago selfishly thrust my own burdens upon you? I think of you like a younger brother, and yet, fool that I am, I have never availed myself of countless opportunities to apologize or thank you for opening your home to the boy. Yet not once have you blamed me. On the contrary, have you? Uh, here you are inviting me to such an important ceremony. I intend to be there to offer you all my blessings. Our, mo- our master chose his heir wisely. Ours is a bizarrely ironic task to watch over the light from the shadows. But in the face of that, the warmth in your heart and unfailing dedication to the light impresses me to no end. I have taken to wandering the world capital W, and seen much darkness hiding in the light. Lately, I fear it's taken a, worst, a, t- taken a turn for the worse. Perhaps Yen Sid has already told you about the unversed, these fledgling emotions derived from negati- negativity, and I can now sense their presence in nearly every world. 
And on the topic of darkness, we must speak of another matter that concerns me. <laughs> one related to the upcoming ceremony. When I visited several years ago, your pupil Tara drew me attention. His power is immense, to be sure, but within his heart I could see darkness just waiting to be awakened. I know this is none of my business, but I have reservations about welcoming Dare as a true Keyblade Master without taking certain precautions. The traditional examination, perhaps, to see if he has the mark of mastery? The choice is yours, and I will humbly respect your decision. <laughs> wink, wink. Take care. I eagerly await our long overdue reunion. <laughs> yours connivingly, Xehanort. <laughs> the big chunky wungy. Yeah. He uh, really knows how to hit that word count, and really knows all those SAT words. Whew. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah he's basically just playing Ericus like a fiddle this whole time and yeah he's he's uh talking out of both sides of his mouth talking about how Terra isn't fit to be master <laughs> so he's the one who planted the seed interesting so yeah basically all of it is just setting up his little domino pieces Exactly. Um, so, yeah, interesting. Um, but yeah, it is interesting hearing him mention master, um, mm -hmm. and then specifically that Ericus was appointed successor, um, specifically to, um, you know, watch over the land of departure. So it's like that's like an official. I don't know, role, I guess, for Keyblade Masters. Um, mm -hmm. but... Yeah. Well, I guess it's interesting now, because we, we know that it's Odin, and there were, like, other apprentices they trained alongside, which is all stuff from, like, Union Key that I, I vaguely know of, but haven't, like, really delved into yeah. whatsoever. So it'll be interesting to see that unfold. And and, and uh, we've played Kingdom Hearts 3 in the Lord's Year of 2023, so... There's a lot of flashbacks to young Xehanort and young Ericus kind of having this yeah. similar discussion, but like it's like that chessboard scene we see like three, mm -hmm. four times throughout the game. Um, where literally Xehanort's like, Ericus, I love you like a brother, but you're probably the one who's going to be the goody two shoes master of the world. And he's right. like, You think? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's basically. I don't know about all the backstory, but I feel like Xehanort pushed him to this role for a reason, because, yeah, he wanted to be the one to go out and explore. So, yeah, he's like, no, 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 it's, mm -hmm. you're, you're far more capable than I am. Like, I, I couldn't handle such a responsibility. The role mm. must be yours. So I, w I wouldn't put it past him. I'd, um, I'd be curious to see... I mean, it'll come up later throughout the journey that is Kingdom Hearts by heart, but we know that young Xehanort is reached out to by a certain evil force yeah. that kind of sets a lot of things in motion. So I'm curious, like, when the pieces kind of fall into place, what affects, you know, what plays into what exactly will yeah, will be revealed sure. eventually. Yeah. All right, why don't we dive into report number, well, report number one, entry number two. Yeah. 
this is, yep, Xenar's report number one. <clears throat> Much time has passed since I left the home of my youth behind, and in the myriad worlds I have since visited, I have gained much knowledge. On these pages, I intend to record a portion of that knowledge and put the courses of my life to paper. Upon reflection, my life underwent the most considerable sea change when I arrived at that place. Yes, it began when I found a master, and another I would later call my brother, but I found a new home. Brother. Then there was the Keyblade. For what purpose was it begotten, and by whom? During my training as one of its wielders, the Percepts offered me a clear answer. Precepts offered me a clear answer. The Keyblade existed so that we who watched over the light could protect the world from the shadows. But what was the TRUE, all caps, mm. answer? Could there not be more to it than that? My heart sought knowledge, and so I sometimes visited other worlds, though such travel was forbidden unless duty required, and found what my heart sought. Oh. Xehanort skipping class. Yeah. To go How dare hang out he? with Bambi. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah it's funny because we 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 know we know some of like the dark road story obviously it exists so this i mean this lines up with what we we know now basically that xehanort ended up in i forget if it was land departure or scala but he ended up under the tutelage of odin along with the other keyblade wielders um but he's also like, but what, you know, he's like Ariel. He's like, I want to be part of that world. Points to every single other world that exists. Yeah. Yeah, I have to question if, yeah, when he's talking about this place, if he is, at the time of writing anyways, if he's referring to Land of Departure or Scala, like if Nomura had thought that far ahead. I assume he just defaulted to Land of Departure because, you know, yeah. I don't think in any of these reports it mentions, you know, multiple other apprentices. So I don't think he had that all fully crystallized. Yeah. But I do appreciate how he kept it vague so he could kind of future proof yes. that. You clever little girl. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, like it, it to let it lends it more. I mean, look at look at Kingdom Hearts and look at the things that change throughout the course of literally the games. Oh yeah, so kind of keeping it as vague as you can. I guess one, so you're not pigeonholing yourself into a certain thing, and also creating creating literally talk like this. This is what these are for. Mm -hmm. So like get people's like brain juices flowing. I'm like, what are the possibilities that could unfold? And what has already unfold, but we haven't seen, and you know, so on and so forth. Yeah. Alrighty. Report number two. <clears throat> Our master instructed us to don armor while traveling between worlds so that we might shield ourselves from the darkness. But there, and the lanes between, I could feel the force of it, the power, and from then on, I forewent my armor's protection. <laughs> I had been told the darkness would devour me, but what terrors could it possibly hold, so long as I found the strength to control it? The world is vast, and the world within the greater world, uncountable. Like little islands, they dot a great ocean, capital O, between, capital B, which keeps them ignorant of each other, uncorrupted. Each world has its own order. Unlike us, they could not know of the world in its entirety, and we were never to enlighten them. Mm. 
So interesting. Not a whole lot new there, other than yeah, even when he was a youngin, Zayor was not afraid to dip his little toesies in that there darkness. Um, which I don't know. Um, it's like I'm trying to think. Like we, uh, who have we seen that has traveled? Like you know, through either the dark quarters or like non-gummy travel. You know, without mm. either keyblade armor or an organization coat. Like just imagining him, just like in his little civilian outfit, just like basically like dog paddling through space. <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> That's a bold move, um, but he yeah, seems my, to have my imagery, Yeah, the imagery I have is, like, some of the, like, Peter Pan, or, like, literally the Sora flying scenes from Kingdom Hearts 1, Whee! like, where he's, like, yeah. almost Peter Pan, like, soaring, like, gleefully through the air, but it's just, it's just young Xehanort instead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's but yeah, the, kind of silly. The armor's protection is kind of interesting, because my immediate thought went to... He's probably not using corridors of darkness. Mm-hmm. So I like like how weird would it be to be I mean, mind you, the only keyblade gliders we see are Terra, Aqua, Ven. We see no hearts keyblade glider in big air quotes. So like how odd is it to see <laughs> like this this young boy, this teenager just traveling like in the depths of space essentially. Right. Yeah, it's Yeah, it's just a weird visual because like mm-hmm. i mean are we to assume the lanes between have air <laughs> i mean i guess <laughs> i guess we've seen like mickey floating out there yeah so like maybe it doesn't matter but yeah it, it is silly <laughs> it evokes a very weird imagery um one of the one of the ultimate interviews that we didn't end up using for this episode or uh, didn't import into our notes section one of them was someone asking like hey donald and goofy are with master yen sid mm-hmm. but they can't utilize gummy travel how so oh and i did pull Nora that one went... oh you did okay yeah, then we'll never mind because <laughs> uh, yeah i thought it was really funny how he just like completely like 180s on himself um oh a thousand percent i love it <laughs> yeah Alrighty. number All right. three Let's get it. All right. In ancient times, no such buffers kept the larger world divided. There were no walls of light enclosing each smaller world the way they do today. Nothing prevented one from physically interfering with the next. Hmm. At the time, the world was filled with light and many a great keyblade wielders. But without buffers, the worlds began to squabble over ownership of the light. You see, they learned of the keyblade's true use. War broke out, and each of the keyblade wielders struggled to lay claim to an almighty entity known as Kingdom Hearts. Dun, dun, dun. Kingdom Hearts could be described as an aggregate of hearts. Worlds, too, have hearts, just like people. Each world's heart is concealed from sight beyond a hidden door, all gathering by gathering all the hearts of all the worlds in a single place, one may complete Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, basically a little crash course for all stuff we know, mostly Kyrie's yeah. grandma's bedtime story. Um, basically, yeah. Except for I guess 
I don't know. I guess it's more explicitly stated here that, yeah, they all used to be one giant world, kind of like a... Um, Big, like weird a Disney Kingdom Dreamlight Valley, I guess, where they're all oh, just hanging out. There, mm, there we go. <laughs> like yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. Perfect analogies. Every single one. There yeah. we go. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Times where there were no barriers, and then literally the Keyblade War happened, and people were like, "Yeah, screw this shit." <laughs> yeah. We choose violence. All right. Truly. I can't wait to see what happens next. <clears throat> Which is funny because it does, um, it does read like it comes immediately after the last one because it starts. Yeah. And when Kingdom Hearts is complete, it is said the one who opens its door will bring about the creation of the next capital N world capital W. Mm. Interesting. This is a concept that <clears throat> never really comes up again. Well, like, yeah. this explicitly with, like, a term for it, but... Such a feat is above any human, or to put it a different way, whoever opens that door will be reborn as something far greater than human. Mm. <laughs> light and darkness are two sides of the same coin. Without darkness, no light, blah, blah, blah. The Keyblade Wielder's Great War of Kingdom Hearts was fought by defenders of the light, servants of darkness, those who sought to reconcile the two, and those motivated by nothing more than lust for power... A whole spectrum mm -hmm. of thought was swept into the conflict, and the worlds that did not go to war found the war brought to them. At the end, the whole world was cast into darkness. That was how the ancient Keyblade War drew to a close. To this day, no one has ever managed to open the door to Kingdom Hearts. Sometime later, the little light that remained in the hearts of the few gave rise to the world we know today. One made of many worlds behind just as many walls, so that the Keyblade War would not be repeated. <gasps> mm. Interesting. Um, yeah, so like basically he wants to become God. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? Not us. Not yeah. a single person. Isn't that like Sephiroth's uh, plan? Or am I yes, kind of and uh, uh, sim similar enough, basically. Okay. Similar enough. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, interesting. It's well, my my. This is more of a grammatical thing, not anything grand in the scale of Kingdom Hearts. I guess to some degree it is. The use of the word "human" when we have worlds where, yeah, anthropomorphic mice live. <laughs> yeah, I think it's an interesting way to word it. Mind you, I guess most of the worlds they're going to be human. You know, humans, human. You know. Everybody's a human, not everybody's... Or sorry, everybody's a humanoid, but everyone's not human, yeah. in air quotes. Uh, I think it's a very interesting way to word it, but it could be literally a majority versus minority thing, and we're not going to think about Kingdom Hearts Race Wars right now. Yeah. Yeah, Winnie the Pooh steps out of the shadows. Oh, finally, my grand plan is complete. <laughs> no human <laughs> can accomplish this feat. <laughs> But I am no human, now am I? Um, Pulls out no name. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you have this with any bad guy, but I've always wondered, like, what is the actual motivation here? Like, why does Xehanort want Kingdom Hearts so much? And, like, throughout the game, he just says, like, oh, the knowledge of Kingdom Hearts, blah. But, like, yeah, here it's a little more obvious that 
Yeah. He wants to remake the world in his own image. So, yeah. Interesting. Exactly. Weird flex. I guess. Yeah. I. I guess I like Xehanort's journey, but not necessarily the destination. Like, I love that he's definitely more of a, at least Master Xehanort is, when here and then when we, he comes back later in the series. He's very much like, you know, like Ericus, I think, is a good, a, a good opposite of dichotomy of, like, light, light, there is only light. Don't you kids ever think about anything that's not light. And Xehanort's like... So you know, it's you know both both can exist. You know, it's it's not a bad thing. So I like at least his thought process. But then the, the end result is just Kingdom Hearts. I would love to be God, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the end of the day, it does just kind of boil to you know a dark ambition. Whereas at least with the whole knowledge line, it's like okay, you can kind of see him like being like neutral here sort of mm-hmm. <laughs> uh but no in the end he just has selfish motivations um exactly so yeah what's what happens yeah. next i'm on the edge of my if seat only literally we knew. <laughs> uh here's your favorite report aka the one you had to uh do one of the mirage arena things for oh, <laughs> yeah that's the one isn't it yeah Uh, at present the lanes and corridors that run between the worlds may only be traversed by us keyblade wielders and certain mice Mm -hmm. and those who have given themselves over to the darkness hmm i guess that could be people who can use quarters of darkness as well as heartless and other you know other mob enemies Mm because they can show up wherever basically okay as the former our duty is to cross the chasms between worlds and guard against the latter whose darkness corrupts and contaminates, so that no world ever need to be lost again. Few Keyblade wielders remain now. I have heard of but a handful of others outside my circle, uh-huh. but the world, is, world, capital W, is vast, and more of our kind may be out there. Now, in addition to the realm of light in which we reside, there is also a realm of darkness, and the realm between, which connects the two. The realm of darkness is most forbidden, I am told none that set foot there have ever returned. Ooh, okay. Although, I guess that's true. For our purposes, all but one have ever returned. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Exactly! Interesting. So there are Keyblade wielders besides those we've seen. That's interesting. So, again just going full star wars where you know all the these post prequel stories that like the jedi scattered to the wind like little dandelions but they just kind of Truly. pop up randomly so <laughs> i wonder yeah i think it'd be interesting if we'd ever I guess... see like a mm. non so like a completely new set of characters like no connection um mm, yeah that's, that's kind of what i was thinking with like four and beyond there's the possibility we the only person i can think of who's like messing around during this time would be uh like i guess lushu exists and the foretellers exist in some weird space too mm-hmm. but mainly mickey's the only one we kind of know who's faffing about currently <laughs> right and we i guess we don't we also don't even know when Nick, mickey became a keyblade wielder altogether yeah yeah. We don't have any concept. Give me the give me the Mickey reports. 
let's hear about his grand plans for world domination. Um, yeah, because I'm, I'm trying to think, like, yeah, at, at, the, at least at this point in time, all the Keyblade wielders are surrounded by other Keyblade wielders. Mickey's kind of the only one, so far at least, that's like this weird ancillary one who's kind of isolated. Uh, I mean, he learned from Yen Sid, but that they're still like, you know, fairly separated from everybody else. Right, they're like, you know, second cousins. <laughs> exactly. I, I guess they... Mm, I forget what timey-wimey stuff happens during Key, but I know like Donald and Goofy and Mickey and Yen Sid pop up during that. Oof. So... That may that when we get to that eventually that may provide some answers there as well. Yeah. Alright. We're kind of halfway there. Report number six. Kind of halfway there. <laughs> oh boy. There are three families of keyblades. The keyblades of light we wield, keyblades of darkness, and keyblades of heart. Write this down now, kids, it'll be on the exam. The first and second <laughs> families differ only in origin. Keyblade of Darkness are found in the realm of darkness, and our, our oh, and our that's awkward. Okay, let me start over. Keyblade of Darkness are found in the realm of darkness and are counterparts to the keyblades we use in the realm of light. The third type mm -hmm. of key, the Keyblade of Heart, came into existence when the world was reorganized after the Keyblade War. Within, without this key. Kingdom Hearts is forever beyond a person's reach. Only by gathering together seven hearts of pure light, hearts completely devoid of darkness, may one forge a Keyblade of Heart and open the door to Kingdom Hearts. And, as stated before, opening this door arguably gives that person control over all worlds and all people. Let us not forget that point. Uh, let's let's uh, keep our eyes on the prize here. Um, interesting. So, I'm just going to jump ahead. Yeah. Is he using Keyblade of Heart interchangeably with Key Blade, Key Dash that's, Blade? I'm, yeah, that's why I'm staring. I'm staring at the stuff right now. Um, <laughs> hmm. I don't know. Because he does like, that's, refer that, that's, to that. Well, at first he says Key Blades of Heart, plural, and then he says the third type of key, the Key Blade of Heart, singular. So like, yeah. What are you talking about, dude? Ugh. Is I'm, I'm looking up right now. The only Keyblade of Heart I can think of is the Keyblade of People's Hearts. Right, which is formed from seven pure lights. Is that the one what he's talking about? But that one don't have nothing to do with Kingdom Hearts. At least the as far of as hearts. I know. Is a Keyblade created by Ansem, Seeker of Darkness, from the hearts of the Princesses of the Heart, minus Kairi. In addition to a combat weapon, has an ability oh, to yeah. unlock a person's it's... heart. Oh, maybe it's like darkness. an incomplete Keyblade, then. Hmm. It could be, yeah. Hmm. I just... Its name, if it has one... Oh, its name is unknown. It's just called the Keyblade of Heart or Keyblade of People's Hearts, yeah. Keyblades... Oh, here we go so again. Confusing. Keyblades of... Oh, this might be the per perfect thing to look up. <gasps> Keyblades of Heart are one of the three types of Keyblades alongside the two... Alongside the two kinds of... Oh, Christ, okay. Alongside the two kinds of, quote, Keyblades of World's Heart, end quote, oh, start geez. quote, Keyblades of Darkness, end quote, such as King Mickey's Kingdom Key D, and, in quotes, Keyblades of Light, such as Sora's Kingdom Key. <sighs> uh, uh, yeah, okay, it, just, it goes into the exact same bit that 
you just read off, so it, it doesn't provide anything okay. useful. <laughs> yeah, I, I, just, I don't understand why this classification needs to be made. Because first of all, we've only ever seen the one Keyblade of Darkness, which is yeah, just an inverse Kingdom Key. So like, does he literally mean counterparts? Where like, all other Keyblades also have like a weird negative version from the realm of darkness because like like what is the realm of darkness like what is there for keyblades to be based off of like where do they come Uh, from how do you get them who uses them i don't i don't i I, I, I don't understand yeah (laughs) i um uh, on the wiki page for the keyblade of people's hearts the only like related article is the key is the you know the X-Blade, essentially. Um, and I was just kind of perusing through, um, which this is stuff we already know, but rather than being a man-made key to an artificial Kingdom Hearts like the Keyblade of Heart we just mentioned, mm. it coexists with true Kingdom Hearts itself, a perfect union of all hearts and all worlds, and is the only thing that can summon its door, which is also actually an upcoming Xehanort report. <laughs> mm. um, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i don't really think any of this has too much bearing on anything except for yeah kind of introducing the keyblade so maybe we should just move on because yeah it comes up in the very next yeah. report <laughs> would you look at that <laughs> so yeah onto the seven reports i've uncovered the key the keyblades ultimate mystery you see, besides the three families of Keyblade, there is another oh. Key Space Blade, <laughs> in quotes. While it may sound the same when spoken, it is noted uniquely X-Blade. I'm going to keep saying X-Blade. You can't stop me, Internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and make no mistake, while it resembles a normal Keyblade, no, it, it is something altogether different. Keyblades are said to be man-made counterparts to Kingdom Hearts. The X-Blade, however, coexists within Kingdom Hearts. It is only forged when two two hearts of equal power intersect, one of pure darkness, one of pure light. At the time of its forging, Kingdom Hearts appears. It must be noted, though, that this Kingdom Hearts is special. Unlike the kingdoms brought brought about forcibly, and artificially through the collection of hearts. So talking about the faux kingdom hearts that we've actually seen throughout the series mm-hmm. so far, funny enough, this all caps kingdom hearts is a perfect and complete union of all the world's hearts. Surely it was over, over this, that the ancient keyblade war was fought. If so, the walls that divide the worlds today are of little consequence with the X blade all of their hearts could be instantly reunited and the Keyblade War refought. Mm-hmm. Alright. Um, several thoughts here. <laughs> um, okay, so it's weird to me that he's referencing this idea of the fake Kingdom Hearts, quote-unquote, of like, yeah. Like, even earlier, he was saying, like, oh, collect all the hearts to complete Kingdom Hearts... It's basically like manufacturing it artificially. And that that hasn't come up yet because that's the plot of Kingdom Hearts One. Unless it yeah. has happened 
before, but like when and how <laughs> and like why why would he even like why would he even know that that would be a thing i don't know i'm <laughs> i'm so caught up on the like literally in report six it says in you read it off without this key kingdom hearts is forever beyond a person's reach which is talking about keyblades of heart only by gathering seven lights seven darknesses but then he goes on to saying like the Keyblade, which I guess it makes it works for this game because he literally creates Vanitas and Ven, separates them so that them coming together forges the Keyblade. But it's weird that it goes that says Keyblades of Heart can be made this way, and then says I guess the Keyblade can only be made this way, which I believe is do we know to be incorrect now. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know anymore. We're, we're going in circles. Speaking of... Uh, yeah, the last sentence. Uh, with the Keyblade, all their hearts could be instantly reunited in the Keyblade War Refought. Like, I never understand, like, what is the order of operations here? Like, the Keyblade War always felt, like, incidental to me. Like, that's just... It just happened because people wanted Kingdom Hearts. But it seems to me, like, if you have the Keyblade and you have the Kingdom Hearts... You could just skip the whole Keyblade War step. Like, why exactly. is he so focused on that? Like, even in the game, he's like, the Keyblade War rages again. Ah, blah, blah, blah. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember Xehanort's orders of op order of operations in this game. Was it always Keyblade War, then Kingdom Hearts? Or was it Kingdom Hearts that, you know what, we'll have a little war as, you know, as a treat? <laughs> yeah like is he just that hungry for bloodlust like he just wants it to happen no matter what cause like Ugh. yeah what happened here cannot be described as a keyblade war cause yeah he goes the one on one route of like the one pure heart of light and the one pure heart of darkness and at that point yeah you, you don't need a whole war then as we know he like broadens the scope a little yeah. bit for his next plan but even then it's still not a war so like i don't know if this is just namora trying to hype this up as like some like epic lord of the rings type of thing or mm -hmm. if he's trying to imply that there's like more to this idea of keyblade war but i always have gotten hung up over it especially because we've never really seen the keyblade war like like e even unchained and kai dark road blah like all the mobile apps um mm. aren't those all just like those are post keyblade war <laughs> like or does some of that yeah. cover like the actual historical event because <laughs> hmm. the worlds are already split at that point right yes like, we've never actually seen the true Keyblade War. From uh, correct. I'm, I literally opened Keyblade War, Keyblade War to be like, there's only been two so far, right? Like, the one that we see in the end of the Dark Seeker Saga in 3, and then the one before. And yeah, because yeah, and, and like you were saying, the apps, mobile apps, they lead up to the Keyblade War. The Keyblade War happens... And it happens to be this, like, blank period where we really don't see the interaction besides people literally killing each other hmm. over Kingdom Hearts. And then it skips to uh, 
um, like Ephemer and Brain and the rest of them, the Dandelions, right. post-Keyblade War. Like, the Keyblade War kicks off and then there's, I wouldn't call it a time jump, but then we black, we black out for a while and then pick up post-Keyblade War. Because of, of, I mean, we know what happens during the Keyblade War. Shit gets fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, I almost feel like like he really wants to tell this story, but like you can't do a war story with Disney as the backdrop. Like that just I'm sorry, sweetie, it just doesn't work. These things just don't go together. Like you've been put you've been towing that line for decades now, but not gonna cross it. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Maybe we should just Forget this whole idea of a big war, um, and just, yeah, it's more of a concept, if anything. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, everything else <sighs> checks out there, um, so, yeah. Continuing to report number eight. <clears throat> My brother pupil Ericus thinks only in absolutes. He has persuaded himself that light is the only way, but forgets that light cannot exist without shadow. I believe a balance of light and darkness is what sustains our world, but too much of the darkness has been stamped out, disrupting that balance. So one must tear down this tyranny of light and reorganize the world around darkness, which then creeps back in. Ericus and I did not see eye to eye. I left and wanted the world. This was perhaps the first time I felt truly free since the day that I departed my boyhood home. But free to do what? I had already shown the mark and become a Keyblade Master, but having been passed over successor, all that remained to me was the road of teacher. Ordinarily, Keyblade Masters take pupils under their wings, malleable minds in which to impress the, the precepts of the Keyblade wielder and keep a profession alive for generations to come. Was my time drawing to an end then, after all I had accomplished since casting away the place of my birth? Surely waiting for a quiet death would not do, not when there was still so much time I needed to see for myself. Powers helped me, I thought. My body is so old! Oh, my aching <laughs> everything! Ah, oh, jeez! Insane. <laughs> um, Okay, so I guess I guess he's recounting this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying my to think, first what's the thought timeline is here. <laughs> it really jumped yeah. ahead. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I I guess in retrospective to bring us back to points to point zero, he is just this is kind of old Xehanort just recounting things. Right. So I guess I guess it does make sense. We were we were kind of absent from the timeline for a bit, so we kind of. Whew, Got right. whipped right back. But still, that's a huge jump from, oh, I went to do my, my backpacking through Europe post-graduation trip when I didn't get the successor role when I was a wee, spry young lad to, oh, I'm so old, every day feels like death. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but, yeah, um... Yeah, no, again, we harp on this idea of, like, balance. Which, in theory, it's interesting that, oh, there's too much light, but, like, what does that mean? Like, what are the negative consequences of that that we've seen? Like, how is too much light a bad thing? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm trying to think. 
Especially because the worlds like, kind of just have darkness on their own. Like, they're bad guys. Basically, every world mucking things exactly. up. Exactly. So, like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> Truly balanced is all things should be. Well, I guess maybe, like, a snippet would be cool, but we've never seen a true balance of light and dark. There's, al- there's always some BS that be happening. Mm-hmm. So... There's always something creeping around the next corner because we need a video game with people to be to beat up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've never again we've never there's always been some imbalance. Which, uh, yeah, the Star Wars parallels are prevalent. <laughs> yep, it's a <laughs> classic fantasy trope. Um, but yeah, it's also like I don't know, like. He's basically saying, like, oh, 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 well, I can't teach, so who am I? What is my life's purpose? Like, bro, like, I don't know, like, start a family, like, um, I don't know, help others, um, you know, learn a new no. language. Like, there are plenty of other roads to fulfillment. You don't have to, like, overthrow the entire world order so you, like, have a sense of purpose in your life. <laughs> yeah. Ay, ay, ay. I don't know about this one, fam. I don't know. <laughs> also, it's funny that he says, surely waiting for a quiet death would not do, like, just explicitly referring to, like, just dying of old age. Um, because once we get to mm. the ultimate interview we will find out that that's a little contradictory but interesting um <laughs> so yeah number nine what on to the next one happens next let's see we keyblade wielders have a special gift we can extract a heart keyblade master our own... that's what i said you just said wielder ah! but it is yeah, an important okay. distinction true Keyblade Masters of a special gift. Uh, extract a heart, be it our own or that of another. By continuing this cycle, it is possible to remain in the world living forever. Oh, I immediately man. have thoughts, but I'll, yeah. I'll read through it. As a boy, I dreamed of seeing the farthest reaches of the world. If only I went far enough. There had to be a world out there in which no one had ever set foot. Hmm. And now I know... And now I know of just such a world. If I become the first to open Kingdom Hearts' door, I can create a a next world, in capitals, in which the light and darkness exist in perfect equilibrium. So there I stood, with vast knowledge, in one one gnarled, dying hand, and newfound purpose in the other. The next step was clear. I needed a new vessel. And that was when I met Ventus and made him my pupil. We were destined to meet, and I could sense the potential within him. But the boy was far too benign for his own good. I came to the conclusion he was too frail to serve as a vessel, and decided to use him for a second purpose I had in mind. I would remove the darkness from his heart and split him in two. Then it would have my heart of pure light and my heart of pure darkness. Oh, well that's, uh... A bit of a jump, but okay. <laughs> so I guess Keyblade Masters can do this. My my initial thought, whenever yeah. I th- see extracting a heart, I always think of Sora's scene from KH1 where he stabs himself. Right. 
But I guess that's more of, I had this, you know, infinite cosmic weapon that let me kind of do that. Yeah. Whereas we see, we see Xehanort multiple times in Birth by Sleep stab himself to release his own heart. (laughs) Give me that heart. Um, yeah, no, totally. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's interesting, it kind of glosses over how he met Benthus. he just says, oh, we were destined to meet, um, but again, <laughs> like, like, why, why him for this whole heart-splitting experiment, like, like, is there something special about Ventus that drew him to Xehanort, and then he was like, oh, well then, you're perfect, like, could he have done that to anyone else? Um, like, did it have to be a Keyblade wielder specifically? Not sure, but yeah, the other idea of, yeah, just him wanting to, you know, um, I was going to make a Naruto reference, but I can't remember all the characters there, but basically just keep body swapping for the end of time. Um, Orochi, Orochimaru probably, but but yes, yeah. same, um, same same exact thing. Yes, where... literally the exact same thing. Um, hmm. But like, it's funny, like know? that this is like a well, one of his big plans of birthday sleep. But then just jumping ahead because whatever, the game doesn't even try to hide it. In Kingdom Hearts three, he's just <laughs> back to his old wrinkly ass self, and like he doesn't even miss a beat. So it's like, why did we even bother with this if you're so capable in this old body still? Like, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and like even mm, throughout the game, I... like there's nothing. Like if we had seen like a scene of him like actually weakened, like oh I. Uh, I can't fight like I used to uh, ever since this arrow in my knee. Um, then I would be like, oh, okay, that's cool. Because then it's like, yeah, more threatening when you do see him, like, restored to his vigorous, youthful self. But, like, he's already super powerful, arguably more powerful in his older form. So, like, again, exactly. this is another one of those plot points that, like, never really connected to me. But, like, it makes sense on paper. <sighs> but, like, yeah. Yeah, no, no, uh, totally, absolutely. <laughs> One of the strongest people, but oh, I need a new, I need a fresh, hot, young body to take over. Mm-hmm. And, well, I guess he's not the only one who does it. He just does, we see the most of yeah. Zayn- the Xehanorts doing, like, the body swapping stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd be I'd be curious to see, and it'll it'll be a thing that happens when we play when we get to DDD, um, seeing, seeing the consequence of basically uh, Master Xehanort, I should specify, reforming and how intentional it was or was not, basically. Yeah, yeah, like I, yeah, that's a bit far ahead, but yeah, it's kind of just glossed over from what I remember and never like really yeah. explained. <laughs> Not um, really, because yeah, because it kind of goes from "I'm here, bitch" to "True Organization 13." Yeah, and then we kind of just like you know the ball rolls from there. So yeah, like it almost yeah, borders like really on retcon, honestly, with how it's just kind of brushed over. Like, uh, and he's old again. Yeah, don't worry about it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um. Uh. 
it's it's just so funny now knowing how Vin shows up in front of Xehanort. Because this, this was kind of a plot point for years. We didn't know any of Vin's existence. It's just that mm-hmm. he was he showed up, he was there one day. Xehanort's like, I found a boy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like where? Yeah. Where'd you find him? Yeah, seriously. Like, are we to assume that Vin, like, is also from Destiny Islands? Like, there are only so many worlds that, you know, he could be from. Um, so, yeah. Oh, my we'll, God. We'll dig into that with the Unchained stuff, I assume. But yeah, for now, like I also do not know all those thorny details. Mm-hmm. But moving on to Xehanort's report, Kai, I mean Keys, <laughs> I mean Ten. Um, That's not confusing. Okay. As was to be expected, Ventus lacked the constitution for such an ordeal. Soft boy. I was able to remove the darkness inside him and create Vanitas, a heart of pure darkness, but Ventus gripped into the clutches of sleep. Ventus's heart of pure light and Vanitas's heart of pure darkness. If both could be made strong enough to one day clash, I knew the keyblade would be forged. But Vanitas took too much of Ventus's heart, and from that fracture I could see the last of Ventus's light was slipping away. The boy deserved a place to spend his final moments peacefully, and what should come to mind but my own boyhood home. My legs took me there, unbidden, and as I stood there on the same beach where I had made my choice so many years ago, I thought, not a single thing has changed. Here, in this quiet world, time marches in place. Content that Ventus would find peace here, I started to walk away, but just then, the boy held up his keyblade. The light within him had not died. Oh. So, basically, just recounting the opening scene of the game. Um, Yeah, I guess, I don't know. There's a part of me that kind of just wants, like, Xehanort knows it takes 13 lights, 7 darknesses to make the Keyblade, but he's so dead set on, like, the the one pure heart of dark, one pure heart of dark. They go together, do, do the thing. I don't know. I feel like it, it would be like, what if this happened? Or like, I found a cheat code to the Keyblade, everybody. Yeah, exactly. Instead of like, what seems like another way to, to do it, but... Uh, yeah. I'm just kind of just kind of weird. I also am very... In, a, in an alternate universe where Ven just dies on the tree... I just imagine, I mean, like, literally Sora's being born at this point in the story, but, like, the kids going out to the island being like, what's that over there? Oh my god, it's a dead body! (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I assume he would just do the whole sparkly flyaway thing like everyone else does, but, yeah, no, Uh, like, what was... Yeah, was he just gonna leave him there, or was he gonna give him a little burial at sea? And also, if Vin dies, I assume Vanitas would also die, right? Like, hmm, interesting. I'm trying to think, because Vanitas is born, takes a lot from Vin. Vin's in this weird, like, comatose, weird, like, weakened state for what we can assume is like weeks or months or maybe even years until he kind of gets stronger again. It's basically like Roxas and Shion, where Shion starts taking Roxas's power, and Roxas goes yeah. petty by. And um, I'm trying to think, I mean, 
They... Maybe he could live without him. Because he does have his own heart. So... Yeah, it's just, it's just blacky darkness. Mm. And then to me, this is the exact same thing. He's just a heart that is pure darkness. So I think it makes sense they could live together. Or sorry, they could live apart or exist with one completely without the other. But yeah. And also fused, I guess they make truly a much more powerful being at the end of the day too. True. Um, interesting. Speaking interesting. of Benitas, I just realized since he's a heart of pure darkness, surely his keyblade is a keyblade of darkness right <laughs> i'm checking the wiki on this okay go ahead i i, I was thought i thought you were gonna be like you would think so but turns out it's not oh, and i gosh. was about to scream um i mean <laughs> who knows um, yeah i mean i don't know it's because it just goes to void gear it doesn't go to Venetus's keyblade Alright, I just ask, is Benitez Keyblade a Keyblade of Darkness? <laughs> I need to know, Internet! Alright, yeah, someone on Reddit asked, yeah. but am I going to be able to look on Reddit with this weird protest going on? I was about to say, probably not. There's, uh, for those, I mean, it'd probably be over at this point, but, uh, the 48 hours might have started. Nope. I forget when it started. It's a private community. Damn. Okay. Rip. Yeah, on the on the wiki, it, like you said, it just sa- <laughs> it just says design other appearances. It doesn't yep. specify. What if? Okay, keep. There must be. Let's. Let, we're gonna find out together. Chat by chat. I mean, everybody. I'm just gonna go to Keyblade and see if it lists like Keyblades of Heart. Keyblades of light, keyblades of darkness, but that would be too useful. It does not, damn it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's just assume it is for my own sanity. I would assume so. <laughs> um hopefully. Alright, let's see. Um what did we just leave? Oh yeah, number ten. I read it. Um, yes. Yeah, everything else pretty straightforward here. Um, so yeah, now we get to find out what happened between then and when we first see Xehanort at the Mark of Mastery. Oh, oh. Alright, report 11. Ventus and Venetus were not matched in power. I could not train them together, or Venetus's darkness would gnaw away what little Ventus had left. <laughs> Of course, since I needed a place where the boys light my flourish, the answer was obvious. Ericus and his absolutes. Considering how <laughs> considering how we parted ways, I expected friction. But if anything, Ericus seemed delighted to see me again. He readily agreed to take care of Venitas. Now I Ventus. need only wait for the boy Ah Ventus. That'd be a very different story if yeah he took. That's the, a very that's a very different AU child. where. Ven- <laughs> <laughs> now I need only wait for the boy's heart to get stronger. I had not visited his. I had not visited the, this second home, land departure, for some time, and discovered Ericus had already found two pupils of his own. Within one of them, Terra, I sent something. The boy, though well intentioned seeks power single-mindedly and that kind of hunger is a seedbed for darkness <laughs> i had found my 
vessel. <laughs> I sense a vessel around here. Um, yeah, this one's just funny to me because I'm just have this picture of Vanitas and Ventus as like two little chihuahuas, and Vanitas <laughs> is like the bitey one that just keeps attacking Ventus, and Ventus is scared in the corner. <laughs> And so you know it's like ah, I gotta rehome this 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 little doggy, or there's no one's gonna tear him apart. Uh, please, Ericus, old friend, would you give him a good home? <laughs> Just like holding him up <laughs> his little torso. Exactly. Similar <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so to last report, it kind of goes over stuff that we kind of already knew. Yep. Yeah, they, they hadn't talked in years. He comes back. Ericus is like, I love you, brother. And he's like, cool, take this like child off of my hands. Yeah, whatever. And then sees <laughs> Aqua and Terra, which we, we kind of see in the game in some of the earlier flashbacks. Mm-hmm. But yeah, doesn't it, it doesn't enact too much that we don't already know aside from this is when Ericus, not Ericus, when Xehanort eyes up Terra to be the new vessel. Mm-hmm. So that's something worth of note. It also reminds me that <laughs> obviously er- Xehanort gets a lot of background obviously leading up to this point and further titles because he's the big bad um, but like the other Keyblade wielders must just reproduce asexually right like we have no clue how Terra and Aqua just decided to exist one day right <laughs> and I don't think we ever will like we know Soren like the- most people have parents but then it's like yep we're just gonna get these ain't not so ancient Keyblade wielders to show up Zippity doo dah. Yeah, like the fact that they're like formally trained. It's like, yeah, like is it like a Jedi thing where they're picked up when they're little babies and then they forget their home and everything they've ever known, or like, yeah, are they from a Keyblade exclusive world where just everyone has one, or like, yeah, what's the <sighs> deal there? I agree. It's weird yeah. thinking of Terra and Aqua as anything but. Yeah, the students and land of departure. Like, where did they come from? Mm. Exactly. But I guess Xehanort and, by some extension, Sora, Riku, Kairi are the only ones in Ericus a little bit who get that, like, real, real young backstory treatment. So. Right. Yeah. I guess it's not. It's. It, they're the rare cases. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is kind of like. It doesn't matter who they were before, what they are now matters. Yep. Alrighty, let's wrap this up with report number 12. <clears throat> yeah. The time has come. I have received word from Ericus that his pupils are to become true Keyblade Masters. Terra and Aqua, they will be easy now to lure into the outside world. But Ventus, I will get nowhere without him. Venetus can feel some of what Ventus feels, and he says Terra is the key. Ventus has loved Terra like a real brother ever since he let him keep his old wooden keyblade. <laughs> that's it. That's that's what did it. That's when he fell in love. <laughs> it seems we have found a loose thread at which we can tug to unravel Ventus's heart. The first step is to get Terra alone. Then we need to plant the seeds of doubt in Ventus. Let him carry his faint light as he chases his brother into the darkness. Let the darkness make his light stronger. Then let the light deepen the darkness, and where the two finally meet is where the stuff of legends will become real. 
that's that's all he wrote, folks. Yay! Yeah. Woohoo! That, yeah. It, it kind of basically tells us everything we know to start, kick off the game, yep. essentially. Yep. Only real interesting bit here is that, yeah, Vanitas has like a weird psychic connection and that, yeah, he used that to ploy on his affection for Terra. Um, so that's basically. Cool. Um, but yeah, I do think it's funny how he specifically denotes Terra giving the wooden keyblade as the defining moment in their friendship. Like, you, yeah. you could have just said, oh, and their days of trading together, Ventus would eventually come to see Terra as a brother. But no, he makes it seem like as soon as he gets the wooden keyblade, like, Ventus just went out and got a Terra tattoo on his arm, like, you and me. <laughs> We're like brothers. Terror for life. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's it. So yeah, very different from reports of past where, yeah, for the most part, it's just kind of reciting a bunch of stuff we already know with some... You know, mostly for, like, his backstory, like, filling in some interesting blanks. But even then, like, it doesn't go too, too in-depth. So, it, mm. it's more, like, just, like, fleshing out his character than, like, yeah, building up those otherworldly mysteries that were so, so tantalizing in the previous games. So, very interesting. Very interesting yeah. indeed. Yeah, cause, yeah, the I guess the Ansem reports and then the secret Ansem reports feel, I mean, they feel like they are years and like these machinations that are so removed from the plot itself, right? Or at least fairly removed from the plot, where mm, all of the Xenot reports basically, I mean, it's his, it's his version of Roxas's diary. Yep, it's kind of really it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, very similar to days where yeah, it's just more like their perspective on things instead of like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, addressing all these new little plot threads. But, yeah, that's the reports. So, now we'll get into the real... Well, actually, no, strike that. Uh, skimming through the interview, even this was mostly just <laughs> recapping a bunch of obvious stuff. Um, so, yeah, not sure... How much will be like real shockers here, but there are a few parts where they just kind of, um, you know, tie up some loose ends. So, yeah, we yeah. noted some of the more interesting questions. So, we're just gonna talk over them, but, um, we will link the full interview in the episode description so you can take a gander yes. yourself if you're so curious. Um, definitely. But yeah, we'll just kind of go through it, I think. This uh, this one, eh, it's, again, it just clarifies something. There's not much to really go off of, but um, in the interview, if Terra questioned, if Terra wasn't the one that stole Aurora's heart in the chapter, who actually did steal it? Namora just says, hey, it's Maleficent Xehanort. Yep. Stop reading into it. <laughs> yeah, he just says, in KH1, it was shown that beings of pure darkness, like Maleficent the Heartless, can steal people's hearts. The theory is that Terra, who has light residing in his heart, is not a being of darkness and didn't steal Aurora's heart properly. 
was still mind controlled, but he didn't do the deed, essentially. Yeah. The man has been cleared of all charges. <laughs> um, he just likes being framed for a lot of things. Yes. Cue this, cut Master Ericus's death, things like that, you know? Yep. <laughs> um, next up, uh, who is the hero similar to Terra that Zack aspires to be like? Which, I don't even really remember this line, but I'll take their word for it. Um, it's a, it's like a one-off, I think, at the end of Ven's story. Maybe Terra's story, but I think Ven's. Yeah. So, the answer, which I really was not expecting, but it's Sephiroth. What? Which, I guess, kind of checks out, because we do see his little black feathy in the credits. Mm. Um, but it explains... No more explains that in Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2... Sephiroth was portrayed as a being of darkness by the time of Birth by Sleep. We don't know whether or not he was a being of darkness, so... That's pretty crazy. This... <laughs> well, oh, well, I was about to say, this plans out, but, like, in this world... Yep. It, it lines up with, what if this were just Crisis Core? Like, what if you just, again, right. picked up these characters from their respective Final Fantasy games and threw them in? Because in Crisis Core... Sephiroth is, in fact, your ally for most of the game, and you get to see his, like, spiral into madness, and there's kind of two other soldier first class who take the, kind of take on the antagonistic role that Sephiroth then kind of becomes truly in the end of Crisis Core and Seven as a whole. Um, yeah, it would have been yeah. really interesting to see a pre-darkness Sephiroth in this game, but I understand why they didn't do that. They did do that, because that would probably overshadow everything else. Um, oh, a thousand percent. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty fun it's... little tidbit. Yeah. Just a cute little thing. Yeah, the uh, next interesting question, which we kind of harped on at the time, and we know that it basically means nothing! Yep. <laughs> What's the meaning behind these several puzzling images in Terra's chapter where we cross over into his mind? Uh, firstly, when he hears the name of the masked boy for Master Xehanort at the mysterious wasteland, and we see an image of Aqua and Ventus defeated, that's a hint of the future. On the Destiny Islands, when he makes when he makes Riku his successor, he has a special view of him and glimpses a, and catches a glimpse of his future. However, this isn't to say that Terra has the ability to see the future. It was a directive nuance intended to portray the future connection between Terra and Riku. Oh. AKA purely cinematic BS. Yeah. It means nothing. Yep. <laughs> Which is kind of what we figured. But yeah, just a, a weird editing choice, honestly. Um so yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if I would have kept it in. Just like I guess it's I say this as somebody who actually watched The Hobbit before watching any of the Lord of the Rings movies. Like, oh we want, we want, you know, we want the people who have no context to have maybe a little bit of context. So, I think the the flashes to the end of the game are kind of weird, but I think seeing Riku and yeah. the big Riku is definitely more acceptable. People can go, I know that boy. But yeah. other than that, that that's kind of the only purpose it serves. Right. Okay. Next up, 
uh, is, yeah, the question of, well, if the heart and chef had broken the walls between worlds, how could Doll and Goofy <laughs> could go to the mysterious tower? Um, so, yeah, I guess I'll just read his answer because it's just a bunch of writing himself out of corners. So he says that you can think of it <laughs> as being thanks to Yen Sid, and also because the mysterious tower is a loophole world in the first place, you see. So it has different rules than the others. And then, by the way, <laughs> so you remember when uh, Donald and Goofy visit Mysterious Tower in Kingdom Hearts 2 and they say, isn't this tower strange? <laughs> Even though they knew it from birth by sleep. <laughs> Funniest story. <laughs> See, you say, they said that because the floors are constructed differently to the previous time they visited, which is strange. <laughs> Next question, please. <laughs> Literally in parenthesis, the like the interview transcript says laughs. <laughs> like yeah, sure, Namora. It looks the exact same from the outside. It has the exact same terrain, but no, it it, it was the floors that made them so forgetful of it in the past. Like okay, <laughs> and then I mean, I feel, uh, I feel like you. Could have just not had Donald and Goofy in the game, to be honest. Honestly, they don't provide a, a whole lot more. It's, ni it's nice to see the boys. We appreciate them. And it was nice to see them. But again, like, yeah. could you have taken this out and made made it more concise? Yeah, because it's also the like... Is yes. Yes. It's <laughs> weird. I didn't even think of this before, but it's weird for them to have met other Keyblade wielders before Sora. Because... And Mickey's letter, he, like, explains, like, Leon has the key, the key! Or he'll know where the key is. And it's, like, this foreign concept to them. We're like, we gotta find that keyblade, whatever it is. So, yeah, no, I agree. I think the game would have been better off without them. Because um, they are literally only in, like, two scenes, so... What was the point? What was the point? Other than to get some broken D-links... <laughs> oh god yeah i guess yeah yeah this it is what it is yep the next one next question is also like a super easy one it just again clarifies something um i think this whole section of the interview is 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 like hey nomura want to tell us about this thing and he's like well you see children <laughs> <laughs> but proceeding forward uh, when vanitas calls aqua a spare is he talking about raw materials for making the a keyblade and amora said yes she was a spare prepared in case ventus did not survive the fusion process with vanitas aqua was recognized by ericus as a legitimate keyblade master who viewed light as absolute and holds a strong i guess yeah it sold holds a strong heart of light so if ventus were to fail she could have been used as material for the keyblade and that makes sense in Xehanort's weird version where one good heart, one bad heart, go smash, smash, make Keyblade. But, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm glad you did clarify this because we did talk about it when this part came up. And, yeah, I assume she was a spare for, like, motivating them to action um slash turning terror to the darkness blah blah blah. but i never really thought of her as like being part of the keyblade like that seems kind of like a stretch because she's not 
pure light, like by any means. Like I feel like Aqua has a few. Yeah, she's not. She's not a princess. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. Like, there's your answer right there. So again, yeah, it feels he, like yeah. Namor just being like uh, just talking himself out of a plot hole. It's not even a plot yeah. hole. Like that's the thing. Like it's not a big <laughs> deal. Like yeah. <laughs> It's not like we would live, or, you know, you, oh, woe is me without it. You yeah. didn't mention it. It probably wouldn't have made the story a mild-ish more complicated. Yep. Like, yeah, because even, we like, fl- cut to Sora. Sora is not complete light, yep. as we see in K- KH1 when he becomes a Heartless. He has so, he has darkness, but so little darkness that he becomes a little shadow. Right. Um looks at Riku and Terra, who are a good combination of both light and dark, depending on <coughs> what time you see them. But yeah, it it feels weird. I feel like it would have been better, like you had said, to be like, Aqua is like the backup motivator in case we need to pull Ven in a certain direction. Right. That feels a little better, but for better and for worse, he just chases Terra's coattails the entire game, so yep. Aqua doesn't really need to be the backup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, this next one's interesting. Um, I think we hinted yes. at it in the last episode, maybe. Um, but it's about the title of the game, Birth by Sleep. Um, mm. So they ask, you know, how did you decide on that title? And the says, honestly, I just wanted to use the word by in the title. Laugh. Um, Happy Pride. Yeah, so he says that games always have the words of or is, but I was just thinking that by isn't used a lot. And then the guy who handles localization said that, oh, yeah, that's fine. And uh, we went for it. And this is weird. But he says, I thought it would be interesting to use another quote-unquote internet word, like in com and coded, so I wanted to make it shortened to BBS, Electronic Bulletin Board, which, quote-unquote, <laughs> connects people. And I wanted to put the word sleep in the title as well, so it became Birth by Sleep. Okay, Grandpa, Yeehaw. let's get you to bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never heard oh. of the term BBS. Like, I'm sure it's a thing, but, like, as like an internet I, concept like huh yeah i've only heard of literally in my in my profession ebb which is literally just electronic bulletin board pair anagrams there's yeah what is he I talking know, man. about <laughs> this is a, this is a namora we love you but this is a, this is a real boomer moment for you <laughs> it feels like truly out of touch a little bit with okay uh, finally like Eight or ten results down on Google, dictionary.com, BBS, computer science abbreviation for bulletin board system. But, like, okay, eh, that's not really. I think I've only internet y. I think I've literally only seen that term used in Mega Man Battle Network. Seriously, like, what? (laughs) This is not like a prolific, prolific term that everyone's like, oh, he did a thing. You gotta check out the BBS. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it's, it's, inter- well, it's interesting because now I'm trying to. I mentioned this before, but we kind of didn't have too much time. Like, of, I think, is used quite frequently in video game titles. I think of the legend of Zelda. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't think is is used too much. Like, there's a lot of, like, possessives in certain video games yeah, that I can't think of. Like, you know. 
this, you know, this is, or, or, you know, it's, again, it's possessive, so I guess it is, using is, is so I'm curious is if you. that's what he's kind of, that's, that's the only thing I think of, I think I literally <laughs> thought of Baba is you. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe that's just like a weird translation thing. <laughs> it might be, yeah. As someone who's learning Japanese, it, it might be a weird, again, just like a language barrier difference. Because, um, right. like I was saying again, you can use is for possessive. It's also kind of doesn't de technically counts yeah. is as well. Um, I can't think. I I will I will give Nomura some credit. I'm trying to think of other video games that use by prominently, and Birth by Sleep is obviously the first one that comes to mind. Yeah, but okay, nothing else. So we'll we'll give him that point. Yeah, yeah, but again, he could have just stopped there, not going all this weird. BBS nonsense. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have some gameplay talk. Ooh. Yes. So uh, the question or the statement more of uh, the gameplay this time around specializes in commands. And was this your idea? No more responds with, "Well, boy, yes, it was. I'll take credit for that." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the tech command was in development plan was in the development plans for the first. From, from the first, like, I'm assuming from the start, mm -hmm. translations. Uh, we thought if we simplified the deck commands we use in COM, we can make it a lot more exciting. We also took the command charging system from The World Ends With You. Um, yes, unfortunately, this is 2010, so we kind of have to explain what The World Ends With You is mm -hmm. to the, the, the person conducting the interview. Um, uh, so that you have to wait longer for a command before using it. We want to put these two systems together and evolve them a little more. While a manual charging system from Calm has a bit of freedom, the automatic charging system makes you sweat. Mm. And truly, yeah. that's a statement that I it, that 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 hits that hits hard tomorrow. Yeah, you know what he was uh, And the, the the last sentence is perfect. We thought it would be fun for you to have to try run. Well, you'd have to run around trying to escape the enemy while waiting for your Kuraga to charge, thinking, "Hurry, hurry, hurry." Hurry, hurry, hurry. Yeah. Yeah, there's my, P there, there's my PTSD no more, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's basically the same as, you know, Cage 2 with the MP recharge. Um, Ex gliding yeah. around the arena, waiting for it to come back so you can cure. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's interesting to know. Because yeah, like, the slates from Calm are basically just commands. Um... Except yeah, now. you just have to build them Yeah, exactly. Together. Right. Um, so yeah, that's cool to know. Um, he also goes on to explain uh, Dimension Links, where basically they were just a product of the technology, so since the PSP can't yep. really handle, you know, having like multiple characters on the screen like following you, uh, instead you just borrow their powers. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's um, this whole idea of the Dimension Link. Um, and then he even goes yeah. on to explain that, as you had mentioned a couple episodes ago, you can link other players' powers through your D-Links. Um, yes. So, yeah, the Osaka team had come up with the idea, and it was the last thing they did with the system. And it's just tied into the story and, like, the idea of connections. And then he also thought... It was cool how, you know, they came up with the idea for the end battle with Vanitas to have a D-Link with him and Ventus. 
to again combine story with gameplay. They did an excellent job. So, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll give them credit. D-Link's a pretty clever little solution to the problem. Um, mm-hmm. Which, yeah. Yeah, because it's... Yeah, what you D-Link... It's basically a form change. Not form change. Drive form. Blech. Um, yeah, because you get your health. You get, like, a specific set of commands, which... Most of those commands are... They have different names, but they're commands you can get in the game by doing melding and finding them and whatnot. But uh, I do like the idea, because it does give you... Mind you, I guess you're bound to this new deck, but it does give you these tertiary decks to kind of pop into when you're in the middle of combat. Because mm-hmm. I, th- I think of how many boss fights I've walked into being like, oh, well, I have uh, slow-equipped, slow which is, does nothing against a boss... Oh, I can, you know, D-Link into somebody that I know is going to be useful, or just like, hey, my command deck is absolute trash. Maybe I pick, I can go into one I know is going to have some use. Like, again, you have, it gives you options, so it gives you variety, and you're not just kind of pigeonholed. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um Cool, so, yeah, next up, they ask about some Final Fantasy characters, so why don't you tell us about that? Yes. So they they uh, they bring up the obvious thing. Zack appears in the Coliseum, but was there a reason why he's the only Final Fantasy character this time around? Um, Nomura states, "We want to have Sid in the gang in Radiant Garden, but that would have made the story go too far off track. The story." I guess BBS is mostly fairly concise. There's just a lot of ancillary BS that we have to kind of deal with, mm-hmm. so... Understandable. Um, the main story of Birth by Sleep is complicated enough as it is, so instead of making a lot of side roads, we concentrate on the main story. But we still need Merlin and the Hundred Acre Wood, right, book, apparently. Like the, I mean, <laughs> it, it helps his argument but yeah radiant garden is already so stuffed full of cameos that like yeah adding in more final fantasy characters would have been just way too much especially having them in their little baby looney tunes forms that would have been weird (laughs) oh yeah for like yeah like like look at yuffie yeah because they're mostly like teenagers and young adults Mm -hmm. so yeah it would have been a weird happenstance yep um it resulted in zach being the only one to make an appearance because all those guys were cut the reason we chose him as it as this is a story set in the past of the first game we want to have a character from the past of a final fantasy game and i'll summarize the rest yeah. zach appears in flashbacks in seven and is the main character when you play crisis core which is a prequel to seven so boom boom and bob's your uncle yeah and then he has a little tease at the end there which is fun yes yeah there were other characters we wanted to show but since they'll be appearing in a different game, we didn't put them in this one. <laughs> As it isn't a game we've announced yet. Which is funny, I guess, thinking about who might have been. Because this is around the time... Well, I guess this was Versus 13 territory. So it was prior to it becoming 15. Hmm, I'm wondering who he was thinking of putting in. Um... Hmm. I oh I just assume he's talking about um the world ends with you. Oh, hmm. like when he says they'll be appearing in a different game, I assumed he's talking about like a future Kingdom Hearts game, but 
Hmm. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I got you. I got you. That that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> They're like, yeah, the characters we wanted to show, but they were appearing in a different game. Okay. There. Oh, it's a game we haven't announced as in it's literally Birth by not Birth by Sleep. Right. It's TDD, which you know is like three years off mm. by the time BBS came out. Okay. Much better statement. <laughs> yes, that's interesting. But yeah, you can already you can get a sense that yeah, Final Fantasy was slowly becoming less and less relevant. Like everyone complained in Kingdom Hearts three, like where'd all the Final Fantasy go? It's like yeah, I mean, yeah, there's just too much going on here. Like it sucks, yeah, but like, what would they have really yeah. added to the story? Like what? Would a birth by sleep been with you know a few more cameos like we talked about um what's his space from um Final Fantasy eight like that would have been cool in the Olympus Coliseum but like it's not like it would have oh. made or break the game yeah look at, look at yeah yeah and then yeah we did get Kinda Zach what so I'll take it yeah I love Zach alrighty and then. Finally, for this section, they go into a Q&A round. Um, uh, the interviewer basically asks if all the characters we see in the scenes throughout Blink Points, if they have a chance of returning. To which Demora says, yes. He explains how the day the Ansem had hidden Sora is the key <laughs> to it all. Um, so he'd found that God. in Sora during his research. And some people thought Coded was about finding those results, but that's not true. The ending of Coded was about finding out that Diz had done something to Sora. Um, what the data is will be, re- what the data is will be revealed in the next game. I just, I just it, love how he makes it, that it, distinction. Like, oh no, no, the ending of Coded wasn't about finding out what the data is. It was just about finding out that the data <laughs> exists. Gosh, guys. Exactly. Please try to keep up. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Well, it's, it's, I guess I guess it's, I guess it was only in Japanese at the time, so it makes a lot of sense. Mm. But we we knew coded happened, but we didn't get to experience coded until recoded, right. which so was after. It's BBS. a little. Yeah. So it, it, in terms of retrospective, it makes total sense. But to us Western audiences, it, it does kind of fry your brain circuits for a hot second before realizing. Yep. Oh, Coda was already out on mobile phones in the 2000s uh, prior to uh, BBS's launch. Yep. So. Yeah. Alrighty. Next up, we have some um, uh, lightning round Q&A, which I don't really understand how it's different yeah. to what was also Q and A's what we were just reading, but whatever. Yeah. Um, if you if anybody checks out the link for the actual uh, translation of the uh, Birth by Sleep Ultimate interview, it's broken up much more there than it is here. Like it's literally in specific sections. So, and then the Q and A just became kind of this rapid fire. Here's the thing. Answer it, Namora. We dare you. We're holding you at gunpoint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, it's real cute. Again, it clarifies things that also go beyond BBS as well, which is yes. about, you know is really kind of cute and important to, to kind of hold dear. Uh, so quickly, uh, why did Roxas faint in Castle Oblivion on day 297? And we kind of were like, oh, he's super close to Sora, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, Nomura goes on to say that he had gotten too close to Sora and Ventus. Uh. But he kind of considers 
Roxas's real selves because he's Sora's nobody, and Ven Ven has been um, crashing in Sora's heart for the past decade plus. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, before day two nine seven in before day two nine seven, Sora had been to Castle Oblivion, and the fact that Ben is sleeping in the Room of Awakening, just the fact that their presence makes Roxas faint. He's getting too close to the source. Yeah, it's like trying to force magnets together. Just yeah, can't do it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, more clarity there. Uh, and then yeah. they also go on to ask. Straight up, is it possible that Roxas has a heart? Um, Moore says, uh, it is thought that it could be Ventus's heart. There were clues in Kingdom Hearts 2 and in Days when we saw him crying, proof that he could have a heart. And uh, he just reiterates, he's taken a lot of himself from Ventus, including his appearance. So basically, yes, Roxas hmm. has a heart. Yeah. The rumors are true, <laughs> children. Yeah, it'll be it'll be very funny slash mind destroying when we have this revelation in a few games from now yeah. that makes me want to scream every time I think about it. But but yeah, they they have hearts. They have hearts. It's, it's pretty obvious to see that. Well, they have hearts. <sighs> Christ Almighty, I'm, I'm getting an aneurysm just thinking about the moment too. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I'm a big boy. I can do this. I can do this. Okay. Husa. All right. <laughs> uh, they go on to ask why Roxas can dual wield, which has been a, I think, a point of contention. I guess not up until three, but like, I remember in high school, people like having this debate constantly amongst people. So they, they straight up just ask. And Nomura says, because he can use both Sora and Ventus's Keyblades. Uh, Sora can wield two Keyblades at once because he does have Ventus's as well as his own. As Roxas is a part of Sora, he can also use two. Roxas awakens his ability to dual wield with his will, not to forget Shion, who also wielded a Keyblade. Which clarifies something I thought, which was, I thought that he just, Roxas took Shion's Keyblade, essentially, because she goes back into Roxas and kind of fades away. Oh, I guess she becomes a part of Roxas and Sora. Right. But that's the explanation I kind of went with slash thought of. So interesting that it's like, oh yeah, he's got deep down Sora and his many clones just have two Keyblades, guys. Don't worry about it. Yeah, now I'm totally mixed up because I always thought the misconception was that yeah, Roxas is using Vin's Keyblade, but then yeah, Daze explains that he specifically uses it after you know absorbing Shion, quote unquote. But apparently it's yeah. the exact opposite way around, unless Namora is contradicting <laughs> himself. But it's also confusing, because it's like, okay, if that's... I don't know, like, should Sora be able to wield three Keyblades then? Or four, even? <laughs> like, when does it well, stop? <laughs> exactly. Welcome to every high school debate I've had about why Sora can't... Sora should be able to dual wield, like, in his normal base form. Right basically yeah no it's it's a weird one but yeah it's he's just borrowing ventus's apparently yeah um but yeah next up um uh why did Kyrie end up with sword and riku um 
no real surprise here. It was Aqua's spell. Um, so, which we know. And some Seeker of Darkness okay. thought that she had been able to search for Keyblade Wielder, but really, what did it was the spell Aqua had put on her. So, yeah, way to Thanks, go. Thanks, Mom. Yep. <laughs> then we have a couple yeah. quick ones up next. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll kill the the next one really quickly and go on to the second one. So we know this now. It's never explained outside outside of KH games, but why can Kyrie use a Keyblade? She touched Aqua's Keyblade. This is what kind of set the internet ablaze. I remember at the time, Touch. everyone's like, "Why can Ky- Why can Kyrie do Keyblade?" Yeah. And we're all like, "Oh yeah, that that little that that was a Keyblade inherit ceremony, guys." Yeah. I know there was no pomp and circumstance, but it totally mattered, right? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I'll leave it at that. Or else we'll be here forever. <laughs> um, the next one I thought was pretty actually pretty cool and interesting. So, where did the organization's coat and mark come from? So, talking about the black coats, which I guess didn't exist prior to the organization, mm-hmm. and also where did the I'm assuming this means where did the nobody mark come from? Because it does bear a lot of resemblance to. I hate that it's called this, but Terra's Mark right. is a mark I was like a lot searching EDS. my brain, like, what the hell is Terra's Mark? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll blaze through this. It's got a long answer to it. Uh, but yeah, one year after Birth by Sleep, Xehanort, as well as five other apprentices, which we know are Brag, Dylan, Alias, uh, Evan, and Ienzo. I misplaced my cursor. There we go. Um, toss aside their hearts. When the Nobody Zemnus was born, and the organization he creates take a lot of things from his memories as a human. Uh, as Zemnus had, but as Zemnus had two people who he was, Terra and Master Xehanort, he takes Oof. from both of their memories. I guess intentionally and also unintentionally, uh, the coat used by the organization was something that Master Xehanort originally wore. The Nobody Mark used by the organization is a similar shape to the Mark to, to Terra's Mark. Zemnis gives organization members names with an X in them. This has something to do with Master Xehanort's interest in the Keyblade. Obviously styled X-Blade. Hmm. Uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this... it's explaining something that doesn't really yes, need too much of an explanation. absolutely. Like, the cult came from the fact that it exists. Like, we could kind of just infer that. And then he's got. A, I mean, he's he's got like a cool black coat, but it's not like the black coat that we now know and I was about to say know and love, but yeah. we know very well. Yeah, he just wears it. A... Yeah, and the nobody mark is like uh, okay. Like I just assumed it just came from nobodies, like just like the heartless emblem and the unversed emblem, like. I guess it's yeah. cool. So, like, Terra's mark is the Wayfinder mark slash the mark, like, the emblem they all have on their armor. Yes, um, there, there we go. Which is basically just a little heart. And, yeah, if you look at them side by side, they do look similar, which is cool. But then it raises a lot of questions because um, because then it's like, okay, so then does Zemnis specifically brand every nobody with this mark, or did they come with that? <sighs> I guess 
it's uh it's funny enough it 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 reminds me of our distinction that we've gone over between emblem heartless which are mm-hmm. cre- you know which are created artificially either by what ansem seeker of darkness slash terranort with that as memories were doing right and also just kind of the result of some people losing their hearts um uh so i guess yeah and i also just popped open the nobody wick uh, article on the wiki just to double check so yeah i mean these are the first instances of nobodies but they were just regular dudes who just happened to have no more hearts and were just these weird corpses basically so question mark yeah here. i mean i guess they are just all organization henchmen because each member you know gets their own species but yeah. like yeah like and then just, yeah, like you were saying, goes to the question, like, did nobodies exist prior to the organization? Or, like, did they exist and then the organization kind of, like, quote-unquote, tamed them? And, like, are there... Are there nobody... Are there hmm. pure nobodies, right? Without the emblems to mimic, like, the pure heartless. Um, That could be an interesting I... concept. But, yeah, like... Definitely. Again, like you were saying, mm. like this just kind of raises more questions than it answers. No more song. Like, do we yeah. really need to address yeah. this? <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's kind of weird because, and again, this is also the product of like the series progressing past one. Like how again, how many things were kind of thought out in advance? Kind of, it really kind of shows its face here. Yep. Because the 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 Elmdors show up here, they show up in three. They're kind of easy to kind of put into a corner and be like negative emotions. Cool, done. All right, cool. Don't think about it anymore. The Heartless will always kind of be the eternal enemies of these games. Yep. And the nobodies just happen to be around because Terranort was truly fucking around and finding out. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I was um, I was thinking of. Uh, I guess mainly one and two when creatures of darkness or I shouldn't say creatures, beings of darkness, mainly like the Disney villains and such, they're able to summon heartless, mainly heartless, I think purely heartless out of pure coincidence like like I remember Oogie eating the heart, he gets his, like, his little gargoyles I think of Pete and Maleficent being beings of darkness who the heartless kind of like are drawn towards and then that's how they kind of are able to command them nobody's kind of don't have that or they haven't explored that raw magnetism like like you were saying like roxas controls the samurais uh and you know uh, zigbar controls the snipers but there's no explanation to why these guys report to mm-hmm. these big nobodies at the end of the day yep so yeah just mudding the waters eh. as always <laughs> um oh god and then yeah one final question, uh, which we already kind of knew, but why is Zim searching for the Chamber Awakening? And it's to find Ventus. So, as you can <gasps> see, Zimnus calls Aqua, Aqua's armor friend. So it seems that Zimnus has some of Terra's memories, which is why he's searching for Ventus and making the other organization members search for the Chamber Awakening. Um, but they will never be able to find it because Aqua is the only one who knows the secret. Ah, <laughs> suckers, losers. Yeah. So <laughs> that's that's very funny to think of. Actually, that Aqua is the only person who'll ever be able to unlock Castle Oblivion. Yep. And get to Ven. Yep, that's kind of the point. Um, 
it's not a giant wild goose chase, you fools. <laughs> and I guess, no, the search for the Chamber of Awakening doesn't really do much besides be a plot thread. Like, yeah. there's nothing like, if we get to the Chamber of Wake- Awakening, we're going to get, like, indiscriminate power here. Oh, we're yeah, gonna for unlock, sure. Like, this important thing. It's just like I imagine it's like something in the back of the Zemnis's mind, like a like a true hyperfixation that's just this needs to happen. I have these goons that I can use. I'm just gonna tell them to go find it. Yeah, it's basically just there to build mystery rather than being a goal in itself. Yeah. Yeah, like what would he do if he did find Ven? Would he be like Ven, my best friend? I remember everything now. I turn. I change yeah. my ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because well, I guess Zebnis is Terranort's nobody, so eh, there's not really a connection yeah. there. Yeah, and like Ventus's heart is still chilling with Sora and rebuilding itself. So then, locked away in the Chamber of Awakening, then is again just truly like a corpse, which. I guess he never became a heartless. I was about to say, why does Ven have a nobody? But it's more of a heart separation thing and not being turned into a heartless right. thing. Which also gives me an aneurysm when I think about it for more than two well, seconds. it's just like Kyrie and Kingdom Hearts 1. Yeah, that's probably the better way to think about it. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And, yeah, that, uh... That wraps it for all the mysteries. So much learned, yet so little understood. Exactly. It's the Kingdom Hearts way. So, yeah, that is that. So, what else is Kingdom Hearts if not teasing the next installment? So, for us, that means... (gasps) The finale of Birth by Sleep. Oh, we finally gotten there, kiddos. So, next week is our wrap-up episode in which we attend the Crownies. Oh, yes, they're back, baby. (laughs) So, we will award the honors for the evening of the best of the best in the game. And we'll do our little world rankings, and yeah, we'll do our wrap-up and final thoughts, and we'll send her off with a grand old party, because it's been a long time coming. So, yeah, that'll be a big one. Don't want to miss it. But in the meantime... Now that we're winding down this particular episode, I'll give my little spiel of the things you could do while you wait for the next one. Uh-huh. Yeah. You can uh, rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. You can also subscribe if you haven't already. And get in touch by emailing us at khbhpodcast at gmail.com or twatting at us on the Twitter. Uh, Also, (laughs) at khbhpodcast, you can find both those links in the description. 
again, you can tell a friend who also likes Kingdom Hearts to give us a listen if they need something to pass the time on their commute or while they're walking their dog or going to the gym or what have you. All those fun podcasting activities. Yes, please. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Mysteries revealed. I hope everyone else was enjoying our dramatic readings um but yeah that um (laughs) that almost brings this chapter to a close so yeah so very close yes 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 next episode is the true the true ultimate final secret episode epilogue beta alpha omega kappa gamma uh, fragmentary passage yes exactly so we'll see you then folks bye bye yeah goodbye